The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hello, dishers. I have an easy recipe for you. Head to your favorite Lakewinds co-op, pick up a jar of the delicious locally made You Betcha Kimchi, a few cups of chicken broth, and a pork shoulder from Elgin Family Farms. Fire up the slow cooker and dump in all these ingredients. It's a crocktastic, easy dish to serve over rice for a rice bowl or stuffed into a tortilla for a new take on tacos. I even eat this for breakfast. It's so delicious. All this local goodness starts by just shopping at Lakewinds Co-op. The team at Lakewinds creates amazing recipes with high-quality, good-for-you ingredients, and they work with local organic farmers and Minnesota makers to get the best high-quality food into your body, my body. It starts with eating real food, right? And Lakewinds makes it super easy because everything in the store is vetted to be healthy, wholesome, and good for you and your body and your family. So you don't have to think too hard about it. No membership is required. Everyone's welcome to shop at the co-op. So find Lakewinds in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, or Richfield, or you can get delivery from Instacart. You can also find the more information at lakewinds.com. Dish. We are in hour two and excited to be here. We've got our guest, so we were just talking off the air, but we'll hold him off till the next segment. Um, when you think about, uh, we were talking about hot potatoes and the rankings. Yeah, power rankings. So I think I had baked potato, hash brown, and dauphinois. Is that how Dauphinois. You say it? dauphinois? Right, okay. yeah, dauphinois. Ragavan's here and he's like, oh, <laughs> she's such a rube. Um, w- so you say yours again, Stephanie. Well, I went with hash brown, didn't I? Yeah, hash browns, which are the potatoes I cannot deny. If there are hash browns in front of me, me too. I cannot deny them. Nope. And and I want them to be perfect, but if they're not perfect, I still can't. Yeah, not I'll eat, eat them. them as well. And then crinkle cut fries are my favorite fry because I like them squishy and you know in the middle, and so I love that perfection. And then I did chips, but now I'm thinking I would have put potato soup probably in there instead of chips. Souped potato. Though, like those red cow fried morsels with the onion dip, that is a pretty good chip. But is it a chip? But are you, is it just a vehicle? Or like the question is, is it just a, is it the stuff that's on your chip? Because then it's the, you know, vehicle. Then it's not the chip itself. It's not okay. the chip. How about the old Dutch salt and vinegar chips? Well, that's, like those are the chip of life. I, well, I don't, and I actually, the kettle one's better than I do the old Dutch, but I do salt oh, and vinegar. Oh, that's what I meant. Oh, Sorry. okay. Yeah, no, but I mean, that is, and I, those go into the pickle dip like crazy, like in my favorite way. But um, yeah, a lot of people were saying like oven roasted. And I just, that to me, I just, I could never eat. That it. would be I my mean, husband's top. Really? Yeah. He never gets tired of an oven roasted potato. How about a loaded, we were talking about this last night too, like oh, a baked potato. That was my number one. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Like in the foil. Baked we're potato, talking about being at Mancini's and hash getting. brown and the Daphne Noir. Oh, or in the day, and this was maybe when I was a little kid, but the Lazy Susan that had the pile of sour cream in one cup and the bacon bits in another cup, and then the cheese in... Oh, like company potatoes or whatever they call those two. What do they no, call No, the those? Lazy Susan is the spinner. 
Oh, you're that talking about the, an actual... You'd get a baked potato at like a supper club and then oh. they'd put down the Lazy Susan that had all the accoutrements that you could load up yourself. Can I just say also, tots are not making as big of a showing as I thought they would. Tots the are kind of overrated. They're I, good. I But as a hash brown person, yeah. obviously the tot is the portable version of a hash brown. That's their whole point. Here's my problem with tots. Like if I go to Red Cow has tots, so this is where I usually get them. And yeah. there's a cup of them. Yeah. And I will eat every single tot in that cup. But see, I get sick to my stomach because I eat so many. Yeah. Tots are dangerous territory for me. But that's why I thought most people would like, you know, they would go in for the tots. Do you eat the skin on your baked potato? Because that's my favorite part. And my husband thinks that's weird. I I do eat the skins of potatoes almost most if I'm making potatoes I never really peel them even for like a, mashed if you I order put it a baked potato there. at like Ruth Chris would do you eat the skin I don't I don't think I'd order a baked potato I'm this is not that this is I mean I let me put it this way I would I just don't order baked potatoes because really? yeah at a steakhouse yeah no because the hash browns the hash browns are at the steakhouse and that way. That's the perfection. Okay, who's Bake your favorite hash browns? Just, I don't even know why. Gianni's, I can't stop thinking about the papalette when you talk about hash browns. Yeah, Because no. they're loaded with sour cream in them and cheese. But in here's my thing. I don't... It's You're a purist, I Yeah, know. I don't need all of your <laughs> gilded lily on my hash browns. I need, I need a beautifully charred, crisp shell that is like a structural achievement of butter and 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 you know crust and then i want to dip Saint into Paul that grill. bake it apart and then i want it to be this like steam this like a little like a steam, potato and then <sighs> soft and like beautifully buttery on the inside and just sort of that perfect bite of the soft hot center with a crispy sharp edge which is manny's it's Manny's Steakhouse. because okay, I like St. Paul Grills, too. Yeah. It's Manny's Steakhouse. It used to be Ocean Air way back in the day. I Manny's to really, like, have a full appreciation of that that you just described. Yeah. Well, it's hard. I mean, like, it that. has to be, they, you know, like, they have their pans perfectly done. Mm-hmm. And Ocean Air, again, that would be probably where my whole life I've eaten more hash browns than anything because of I used to work with them. And so I ate a lot of those. But, like, I would say that. Th- those are kind of in my same wheelhouse. You know what's a bad idea today is fasting because yeah. all we've talked about is delicious foods. Yeah, we then... actually have top two in hour two to talk about yeah, instead of just potatoes. Yeah. So. Give him the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. With him, with him, with him, with him. Okay. Stephanie, I had a chocolate chip cookie this week. Did you? That was amazeballs. Oh, yeah. I just, yes, so good. And I love Rustica's chocolate chip cookies. I don't eat chocolate chip cookies very often because I'm like, why eat a bad chocolate chip cookie? There's just not even calories. Why waste the time? Um, But I was at a coffee shop that was a new coffee shop for me, and I was doing some work. It's called Honor Coffee. It's on Hennepin Avenue. Okay. Very good coffee, cute little coffee shop next to another great deli called Zakia Deli or mm-hmm. Zakia. It's a Lebanese deli. Yep. That place is fantastic. But I'm in the coffee shop and I see it in the case. And it's kind of, I can tell it's like a little soft, but not too soft, a good crisp edge. And I can see these big salted flakes on top of it. So I'm yeah. like, okay, chocolate chip cookie with salt. I'm You're very, rarely going to pass that by. So I get it and I bring it over to my table. It was like the perfect amount of crispy on the edges, but a little soft on the inside, but not mushy. And it had the big chunks of salt 
and delicious, like semi-sweet chunks of chocolate in it. I can't stop thinking about it. I it guess. was very delicious. So you think, they, and they did bake it in house? Yes, so you they make did. Sure? Honor Coffee okay. Chocolate Chip Where cookie. is it? East Lake Street or Hennepin. what? Oh, Hennepin. Hennepin. By what? Like uh, Right next to Zakia Deli. Um, something more well known. On the, <laughs> what would it be? On the north side of Hennepin. Are we Not talking like uptown? Near Are we no. ta- okay, okay. So you're talking like northeast. Okay, Hennepin. northeast. That's yep. what I'm getting a neighborhood around it. Yep. Okay, good. That's the neighborhood. Okay, like over. It's over in an industrial neighborhood, really. Yeah, over by so um, Norseman Distillery, kind of in that arena. Oh, over there. you're talking East Hennepin. Thank you. Okay. So you're East Hennepin. These are all different neighborhoods when we're telling people where to go. Just so to be clear, the city is big. <laughs> I do not think in a grid. Okay. So okay. the Honor Coffee Honor Chocolate coffee. Chip Cookie oh, so is you're, one of my so top So they probably two. took over. Oh, they this next. Okay. I got it. They took over Empire is what they did. Yes. Yes. Stephanie. So and that Chocolate Chip Cookie was fantastic. Good. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you that as much as that we all listen to me talk about whiskey all the time, um, and I, we all know how much I love it and I do drink it quite a bit just as even a nip here and there. Um, but I had a martini the other night that kind of just made me go, oh yeah, right. Every once in a while you need to cut through the clutter. I'd had an old fashioned at the same place at Erte in Northeast Minneapolis uh-huh. at the Peacock Lounge. And I was like, I mean, it was fine. It was fine. I've been drinking old fashions all winter, like everybody else. And it was fine, but I was sort of, eh. And my date next to me, he ordered the, like, this beautiful martini. Okay, I'm sorry. I got thrown off when you said date. No, it was easy. Okay, it was that's my, what like, I thought. My date I was is like, my, what is happening? No. Oh, my God. I no. couldn't even focus. No, let's move okay. away from that. Sorry, okay? sorry, sorry. So my friend who was at, uh, you're my date, too, when I say, like, oh, my date, and, like, you're my date. Good, like, it's good. A, it's somebody I who's with me. I now know that date is a ubiquitous yes. term for friends Yes, and it's just lovers. the person who's with you. <laughs> so anyway, I he ordered this called the dirty bird and it was just a crystal cold beautiful gin martini with blue cheese stuffed olives and just a touch of brine and oh my god you guys it was so good like i ordered one and i was just like so into that moment of having that like sharp and piney thing that cuts through a freezing day it was it was perfect so that was at Erte, cute little place if you haven't been to the peacock lounge very cute okay i'm gonna expand on your uh theme quickly uh, I almost bought a mid-century modern house, so I was buying mid-century modern things in hopes of buying the house, and yeah. then I didn't buy the house, and I didn't buy these martini glasses, but I can't stop thinking about them at Tandem Vintage. There was a series of six of them, and they had a, a silver rim, yeah, and they were substantial in the handle, not like super dainty, good, but like the perfect size for a perfect cold martini, and they had matching low balls and high balls and a shaker. They have really cool vintage glassware at Tandem Vintage. And where or is... no, excuse me, at Fine Furnish. Tandem Vintage is the clothing piece of Fine Furnish. It is at Fine Furnish on Hennepin Avenue, next to Ground Zero, near Surdix. That is Northeast. Okay, it, right? that is Northeast. Woo! Very Fine nice. Furnish for your vintage Or Marcy glassware. Holmes neighborhood if you want to get real, real, real drilled down. Okay, so I'm going to give you one more thing. Um, my top two, surprisingly, in hour two, was... I uh, happened to hang out at the French Meadow with Lynn Gordon, who was the, you know, mm-hmm. the grand dame of baked bread, of hemp bread and all the things in the Twin Cities. And she said to me, you know, you never come taste my food. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Lynn, I used to come here all the time. But so she put a plate of avocado toast in front of me to kind of challenge me. I got to tell you, it is the best avocado toast on the planet. It is that 
their avocado. And of course, it's because the bread is so good and so worthy. Right. And so, you know, it's got such structure to it and it's seedy and it's just really. Ugh. But then the avocados, like I did have avocado toast last week somewhere else that the eggs were great and the radishes were great on it. But the avocado itself was like a bad version of guacamole. Like it was that. Oh, cold. I hate when that It happens. was like I could tell they opened a bag to put the guacamole oh, on. Take it back. I would rather pay. This is just I want to be clear about this. I would rather pay top dollar for avocado toast if I have to pay for the good avocados. Like, I would rather do yes. that. If I'm ordering it, then that is like, that's like my steak. If it's an avocado toast, I want those to be really good, really fresh, perfectly done. And French Meadow totally did. And it was, God, they were so good. They were really good. And then, and it was just chunky and it was big. It wasn't like a thin spread. And if I would have been smart, I would have put two basted eggs on top of that. That would have been my dream job in life. So anyway, French Meadow, avocado toast. There you go. All right. All that's right. your talk to in an hour or two. We're yep. going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Raghavan Ayer about his potato book, about his events, and potatoes in general. Potatoes. All right. It is National Potato Month, and we are here with Raghavan Ayer. He has written... A book that is it's a, it's it's been out for like a couple of years, hasn't it? Yes. It has. Okay. It is Potato uh, Lovers Month, and the cookbook is called I have it right here: smashed, mashed, boiled, and baked, and we had and fried too. Mm-hmm. And we had you on. I think is it two hundred potato recipes that no, are in there? Seventy five. Okay. Why did my? Okay. Never no, mind. Yeah. <laughs> it was you're a while ago. Six hundred sixty curries, and then like once a number gets out there and your yeah. name, you're. It's and like, I just want to say too that six hundred sixty curry book is. I mean, my my cookbook collection is pretty fine tuned, and you have to like be a really good cookbook to stay on it. Yours is in a place of honor, friend. Oh, thank you. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, we are. Um, so we're having you on because it is National Potato Month, and Potluck, which is up in Roseville is doing a world's largest potluck dinner Mm -hmm. and it's a $50 ticket and they are inviting people to come. And it's so funny to me that this potluck, Minnesota, this Minnesota Obecha thing that's happening in Roseville, which is a burger dive, chickpea, Grand Ole Creamery, Nordic waffles, Obachon, Smack Shack, Betty and Earl's, all of those different concepts together form this one place. Mm-hmm. And they're having this dinner that's like the potluck where mm-hmm. everyone's making a potato dish. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly the immigrant stories of who is a Minnesotan, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you'll you'll be there and Tammy Wong will be there and Yia Vang will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stine from Nordic Waffles will be there. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny to think about what is a Minnesotan and what is the potluck, right? Mm-hmm. Which is... Which goes back to, you know, you think about potlucks in Minnesota, you think about tater tot. (laughs) (laughs) Perfection. So um, you're right. You know, what really defines, you know, we're all our immigrants, as we know. And uh, so this the largest potluck is showcasing. It's actually also uh, showcases uh, some of these uh, people who are on this uh, uh, dinner. Uh, They also have been with Yavang Show Relish which is on TPT. Yes. So that's sort of, you know, that's in tandem with it. The potato month, which culminates on the 29th, uh, is where all the vendors that you mentioned are participating in doing a potato dish to showcase that. Stephanie, there's a loaded hash brown potato at Nordic Waffles that if you have not had it, oh, it's fantastic. Is it really? Yeah. It's hash browns with sour cream and cheese and chives. Betty and Earl's has like a potato cake 
mm-hmm. almost like a frittata that mm-hmm. is just, it's this giant stacked high piece of eggy, delicious layers of potatoes. So good. Which what intrigues me is, you know, the uh, Grand Ole Creamery's loaded baked potato pizza and a taro oh. ice cream. Oh. <laughs> that, that's interesting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Two starches. And Two it's like, starches. That would be fascinating, I think. Yeah. It's a great place. So, yeah, it is um, uh, It is a fun event. And um, uh, I'm also, uh, we're fortunate because I'm also um, sponsored by the Idaho Potato Commission. Um, and we just shot a couple of videos not too long ago, earlier this week, actually. And so, again, showcasing the brilliance of potato and uh, potatoes like big in India. They are very big in India. And it came to India around the early 16th century because it was the Spanish and the Portuguese settlers that brought in potatoes potatoes and chilies Mm -hmm. and tomatoes, which were not native to India. And so, of course, you know, I mean, there's a reason why it's the fourth largest crop in the world. Um, And it's, you know, it's one of those that's, you know, ubiquitous. It's it's uh, approachable. It's hearty. It's, it's hearty. Yeah. Multiple mm-hmm. crops. Mm-hmm. It's it's very inexpensive and uh, very accessible. So mm-hmm. I think. And plus, one of the biggest thing is you know you think about you know Idaho potatoes and you know obviously gluten free and all of that, but it's also very heart healthy. And people forget that potatoes are really a completely solid nutritious dish as is so with all the cookbooks you've written like Mm -hmm. why did you go deep into potatoes of all things i mean to me that really single-handedly is one of my you know uh, biggest weaknesses um are potatoes and so i grew up with it right from i can remember and i've always been a potato holic and i always say you know i'm the president of the potato (laughs) alcoholic Potatoes Anonymous <laughs> yes, organization. Yes, Potatoes Anonymous. I love it. Um, and um, I've always loved it. And so when I finished, you know, when I did the five books and I was working on a proposal for six one, I uh, was having dinner with my editor at Workman Publishing mm-hmm. in New York. And um, and she had, we had gone to a Spanish tapas restaurant. Oh. And, you know, and, uh, you know, she had ordered potato bravas. Bravas. And so... Um, and I said, gee, Suzanne, how about a book on potatoes? And she goes, sold. <laughs> She's like, done and done. There you go. Yeah. And, and Workman does, under the Workman banner, they do only four or less cookbooks a year. Yeah. And, you know, and I've been fortunate. I've been with them now for you know multiple books. And my fourth book, which is my seventh book, is actually with Workman again. Um, and um, it was the, the, the shortest book proposal I ever wrote on a plane back. Yeah. And it was like, immediately sold the next you know day and so um it was just something that you know it hit a pulse which i thought was you know really it belies the importance of of a potato or of a vegetable that we really have such prominence in this world yeah um i always say there are two kinds of people in the world you know one who love potato and the others you can't trust <laughs> seriously i like it but it got demonized and that was kind of the thing where i think yes. like it got to the point where everybody when they're low carb and they're non-starch and they mm-hmm. just were like so they kind of like it just got you know in the in the fat you know the fat free phases and everything else it just became it became a strange you know piece of nutrition and because people were like well the only vegetable you're eating is french fries mm-hmm. right that's maybe not the right thing mm-hmm. but i think it lost a little bit of its idea that it is a vegetable and mm-hmm. it has nutrients it is a lot a part of, of it's nutrients. like a perfect yep. food yes. it is a perfect food and it's so like an egg it, yep. and it, it is it's like in america we do tend to just fry it up and put it by a burger and yeah. then you mm-hmm. lose that idea of the mm-hmm. vegetable you know part of it but 
but it, it has. I, I, that's what I love about like you advocating for it is oh, that it's I mean, not you know, the devil. One of the things I've always said is people forget that there are good carbs and bad carbs. Yes, and potatoes are all about good carbs because. It's a source of complex carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what converts to energy, not sugars. Right. Um, so I've always been a big proponent of that. And, um, you know, to show the global nature of that vegetable, I, the book is all about, you know, about showcasing potatoes in a light that really is quite unusual. And um, what are um, you going to make at the potluck dinner? Uh, the potluck dinner, um, it's actually a, a recipe from the Indian cooking unfolded. And uh, it's smoky yellow split peas mm. with Idaho potatoes. And uh, it's flavored with um, um, with blackened red chilies and um, um, cumin seeds. Yeah. So and you're so. going to, uh, we're wrapping up here. I want to make sure that, you, when are you doing your book giveaway? Uh, the book giveaway, and I'll be personally signing it uh, on the 29th of February. All right, Dave. So, yeah. yeah, so make sure that you get out there and get tickets for the potluck dinner, which is next Sunday, March 1st. We'll be right back. Thanks, Ragavan. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, guess what? I need to tell you something. Hanson. You're pregnant. <laughs> God. <laughs> I know. Sorry. So inappropriate. You know, is your son days, just celebrated his 17th birthday. Uh, yeah. No. 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 Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Um, no. Actually, what I want to tell you is that we have tickets to FitFest <gasps> to give away. I love FitFest. Minneapolis-St. Paul Magazine's FitFest. Yeah, it is. It is a fun, fun it day fun. at the U of M, at the rec center. People are working out. Our friend Doug Melro is going to be there. Oh, I saw him shaking his booty in, the other day. He'll be like in some bright orange singlet yep, like yep. Borat or some little small. He's got just the best body he and he is, shakes But his... he just makes it fun. Yes, he makes he working does. out fun. And he is trying to get me to get uh, into the class. And so I might that might happen. I will be there at FitFest if you guys want to come hang out and chit chat about stuff kind of after the radio show uh it's on february 29th it's leap day uh so we're gonna give you guys two free tickets we're gonna give it to the ninth caller 651-641-1071 hope he's gonna take your calls yeah you get tickets you get a box lunch you get to try all different kinds of there's acupuncture you can sign up for exercise routines it's in the uh, university of minnesota rec center which is fantastically beautiful if you've not seen it. 651-641-1071 to call in and win your free tickets to FitFest. Do it now. All right. Yes. So uh, we are going to finish up our dribs and drabs. <laughs> yes, we are. Without a sounder. We're not going to worry too right. hard about it. Anything else you need to talk about? <gasps> Time once again for Stephanie Hansen's Dribs and Drabs. I mean, it's all kind of little dribs and drabs. Dribs and drabs. Okay, but how come your name is the only one on there? Because I asked him to make it. You don't like <laughs> Remember me. Remember you used to be like, oh, your dribs and drabs. Like, what's a dribs and drabs? Anyway, okay. dribs and drabs. All right. Well, anyway, let's talk about the Zimmern show. Did yes. you actually watch it? No. Oh, but I read. Okay. Did you? No. I was. Gonna, <laughs> I thought you were going to give us a highlight and I was going to say, let's come back around and do it. But um, neither of us has watched it. So I read a review about it and it was very interesting. And. I'm really excited about this show for him. Okay, so let's talk about it. This is uh, this is his What's Eating America. Uh, the first uh, episode aired on MSNBC just this last week, and it explores, uh, you know, sort of deeply political things and how they kind of relate to food. He's obviously been inspired by his friend, Jose Andres, who, by the way, is in town coming up. Um, 
And it's kind of a thing where he wants to explore, you know, things like immigrants and things like, you know, uh, migrant workers, food system collapse, all sorts of things and sort of tied into the foodscape. Right. That's kind of the gig. So you'd heard that it was kind of good or bad. I heard it was great. Okay, great. I heard. And this is I everybody has a lot of feels about Andrew Zimmern. He is a very public person. We I think I feel differently about him. Because he had a radio show on this station before we were here. And I feel like he's kind of the Minnesota guy. I don't know. I guess I I still feel that way about him. And there was the flap that happened um, where he made some unfortunate statements about Chinese culture and Chinese cooking as he went and opened his um, restaurant, Lucky Cricket. All of those things put together... One of the most interesting Dax Shepard podcast interviews I ever listened to was the episode he did with Andrew Zimmern. Mm -hmm. And I really got a really interesting sense of who he was as a human in a way that I never had before. And I've only had very positive interactions with him if we've seen him at events or whatever. He's always very kind. Yep. I felt like the whole lucky um, cricket thing was really unfortunate. And I don't. I didn't appreciate the comments, but I also thought that taken in the context of who he is as a human, that they were, I don't think he is someone that, um, I, I think his entire career has been trying to open the door to different food options, cultures, journeys, and he's been a storyteller in doing that in a way that I've really admired. Mm-hmm. And so I, I actually think that this piece of going into the political realm with food, because I think food is political. Oh, of course it is. And I think that immigrant story and I think the way that we get ingredients and who grows them and how they're grown and the way that the politics have shaped up around that mm-hmm. is a very important story to tell because I don't think you can separate it out. No. And I love that he's doing it. I think he's the perfect person to do it. I think he's a great storyteller. And so I am really pleased that he's taking this on. And what Chef Jose Andres has done as a chef and the amount of people that he has fed and helped support and his political activism that he's really um, done in the last three years or since Hurricane um, in Puerto Rico. So about three years. Has that been that long? It's fantastic. They these these guys have done a lot to help move the food conversation and the political conversation about food forward. So I'm excited about it. Well, and I think that it's, you know, the idea of taking and maybe learning from things, you know, that yes. has happened to him. And, and you know, obviously I know him personally because we were, I was his editor for a long time. But he's, you know, the idea that for me, the idea that you can be this kind of a high power, you know, high wattage celebrity and then kind of have a, a trip and, a, you know, a fall. And then what do you do from there? You know, and the idea that instead of sitting back and like licking your wounds and everything else, and you then maybe take what you've learned and point your power to good, you and know, wanna, to the correcting things and to showing more to digging deeper into those things. I'm going to say something that's real weird too. And Stephanie's going to like hold her breath while I say it. Oh dear. He can't help the fact either that he's a white man. Right. And people sometimes get irate that a lot of these stories and these opportunities to tell these stories are coming through the lens of white men or yeah. white people in general, because there is still um, a huge disparity in the amount of diversity in a lot of workplaces and certainly in a lot of these media situations. Right. But 
like he can't help that. And at the same time, I love the fact that he's not <clears throat> deterred. Like he's still going to open those doors because if he doesn't open those doors, probably they don't get opened. Right. Like let's move everyone along and advance everybody, but let's not do that at the expense of not being able to hear the stories that right. he has the power to tell. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think that there's something about that. That is, I agree with you a lot in terms of that, you know, then it's, it's where you take your power and you, and you decide how to use it equitably. Yeah. And that's the difference. Instead of saying, now I don't have the, I can't use this power. It's how do you use it equitably? Um, and share that. So that's interesting. So it's on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, it's airing on MSNBC. If you have that, it's uh, 9 p.m. I guess Eastern. So it's eight o'clock here. So maybe, and I'm going to try to get him to come on. So please, I have love to some talk you know connections with his people, and we're going to try to see. But I would kind of want us to have a couple under our belt before we get him to yeah, call in. I'll, I'll definitely dig in tonight. <clears throat> um, so we're going to see if we can get him on for that. That'll be great. I'm not eating today, so I'm just going to be watching things about food. You're just going to be watching things yeah, about and food? not consuming it. <laughs> Okay. Um, Hey, listen, so we had a question that came off on the Twitter. I wanted to kind of like broach this topic. Um, She said, is there any chance we can make the Instant Pot Facebook content available to those who don't have and don't want Facebook? And the idea behind that is that because it's a Facebook group where that we have people who are sharing and connecting and and sort of interacting with each other, we don't actually have the ability to make that available. We don't have a website to build our own place for that content. And I don't necessarily think the show page um, that we use my talk is going to be as vibrant as it's a, not. it's not a collective and it, it's you just can't a place interact. You can put a link, but there's no way to communicate or I know. So I feel bad about that in a weird way, but, but you can just join Facebook and not post your personal crap and well, just I, join a group. So what I was going to say is that if you ever want to, I mean, my mom is on Facebook and Set she up does a Gmail not, account. Yeah. that's like Sally sunshine and just join your Facebook as Sally sunshine and join that group and be done. Yeah. And so it's okay to not use Facebook in that way, but you then, and I know a lot of people have, you know, feelings about personal things and everything else, but again, you sailed. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) There's a camera on every street corner that we travel. So let's not get started talking about personal privacies. They're gone. I know. Okay. We also have another question that came on the Twitter. So I'm going to ask it. So our friend Rebecca, she's turning 40 in 21 days. Um, and fun 40 was such I a know, good year. Such a, 40 a, is young and fresh and sassy. All 40 was horrible for me. So oh, I'm going to say I like the 40s, but 40 was not great. Uh, looking for a great place to go for a great dinner experience with eight year old daughter and her parents. We will be staying at the Radisson Blue. Uh, MOA for a staycation. And so maybe somewhere around there, you know, open and we are foodies. I always love the Twin Cities Grill. Do you? Yeah, I just think that's a great spot. Another place that is fun inside the mall or outside the mall is Hazelwood. That's what I was going to say is that Hazelwood is really, you know, I talked to Scott Foster not too long ago who, you know, owns and runs Mm -hmm. it. And he's just like, it's cranking and it's so good and it's making a ton of money because everybody loves it. It's a good vibe there. Yeah. And it's you can just get out of the mall. So, yeah, get out of that universe for a second. Yeah, that's but and then. Um, there's, you know, if you go down the way, there's that Wooly Steakhouse, you know, in the Embassy Suites Hotel, I think. Wow. I know. That's like, but way that's. Way to pull that out. I know. Layla in the Sheridan, which oh, yeah, is down the road. You could go the, the other way yep. and head towards Edina and go to Layla. That's like, I love Layla. I know, I do too. And I haven't been there in a long time, but we they have go. a great vibe. Yeah. They, I think, are they part of Restaurant Week too? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. I kind of, uh, yeah, so she's, and I think that Rebecca has done this before. I mean, and I will say that Cedar and Stone, which is, of course, in the JW Marriott, in the actual uh, Mall of America. Oh, and the Intercontinental Hotel has some great spots in there, too. The Intercontinental, at the airport? At the airport. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess you are not that far Mm -mm. from the airport. You could go see Bradstreet and La Voya. That's it, right? That's what's good there. Um, okay, we did have one other question. Um, ask- think, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, let's break, and then we'll oh, add, we do all- your question when okay. we come back. We're good. We'll be- uh, and then we'll get the rest of the story, the moral of the story, as it were, as, as it we were. wrap up this very festive episode of The Weekly Dish. You listen to My Talk 1071. We'll be right back. If we never met, but we did, and you like potatoes, and so we're going on a date. Sorry, I'm writing a song on the air, composing it live. Potatoes. Who's? There's a reason that I am not a wordsmith. <laughs> I'm a, I, someone said to me the other, like, how would you describe yourself? Are you like an oral journalist? I was like, I get uncomfortable with the word journalist. That's an actual <laughs> profession. <laughs> but I am oral, so I don't know. I think you're a, I'm a story. I'm you're not, a storyteller. I'm a broadcaster. You're a broadcaster and a storyteller. And a podcaster. And a podcaster. Yeah, the pod. Um, just so we know, I feel like... As it comes down, a lot of people are feeling really good about crispy fries. Okay. Like on the, uh, they're like crispy. On our potato like ranking. The crispy thing, well done hash browns. Like, you know, and everyone keeps saying good hash browns. <laughs> well, because there's nothing <laughs> sadder different. than when you get the sad. But like some people. Limp. But that's the thing is like, is that Very it? little color potatoes. God, this has been a So apparently someone said that earlier they had not been loving potatoes and talking about them as a bad thing and that we came on today's show and after the nutrition ladies and just ramped up potato talk. I think it's funny. Yeah. And the nutrition ladies, there's room for all of us. I know. Amanda Pa, by the way, she says she can't even make that call because potatoes are so important to her. She can't choose. She there can't are people that them. eat potatoes with every single meal. Yeah. My husband would eat potatoes with every meal if I let him. Because if I'm cooking, I don't always make a potato, but he's oh, like, I, I almost never make a potato. Oh, like that's my make, thing is we make potato soup and that's the potato thing. Or if I'm having like a dinner, you know, like if it's like, do you always have a starch? No, I almost never have a starch. My husband thinks if a meal does not have a starch, you haven't properly prepared the meal. That is so old school. I know, but he's so into it. Yeah. Like rice, pasta, yeah, bread no. can be a starch. Crackers can be a starch. Sweet potato. Like he his he's wide ranging in what his starch options are, but if you don't have one. And really the only time I can kind of get away with it is summertime. Well, chili. What we are you eating do, with chili? Oh, cornbread, I suppose. Do you make corn crackers? Like, oh, okay. Um, bread. Like okay. we have bread with soup. <laughs> I had to do the five bread and five because I've eaten so much soup, I always need to throw off a loaf. Okay. That recipe too, by the way. I know. It's so good. I know. Bread and five. Get that cookbook. Do it. Do Support it. Zoe do and it. cook the bread. Jason Duresha started cooking the bread. I'm like, he's he started such a cooking copycat. the bread because we God. cooked the bread. Duresha, come on. I know. Though I was, if I ever do buy a mid-century modern house, and if you have one for sale, please reach out because I am looking. <laughs> I'm going to copy his uh, tile in his kitchen. He okay. does the mercury mosaic tile. Sure. And they're really cool. I mean, yeah. Why not? Okay. There you go. There it is. Um, okay, so... Did we get that last question? I can't find it. Okay. Yep, sorry, guys. Bye. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe we'll find it. Maybe we won't. Um, I gotta tell you, this weekend is kind of, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. The Beer Dabbler's happening right now. Maybe you guys are on your way there. It's gonna be a great day for it. It is sold out. So if you don't have tickets, you can't go. 
Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine last night that's going, and he's like, there's going to be over 100 beers and ciders. Like, he's so excited. Oh God, <laughs> That people still get that jazzed for the beer dabbler. It's kind of fun. Why not, This though? one is the big one because it's at the fairgrounds. It's outside. And what? It's 40 degrees. It's going, it's going like, to be a great day. This is going to be just an epic day for it. Yeah. I was talking to John Garland last night of the Growler, you know, who puts on the beer dabbler. And he's probably out there, you know, getting already setting things up and doing things. But we were laughing about the 3 o'clock What's gonna be? What's it gonna be like at three o'clock? <laughs> I used to live while well, I lived by the Happy Gnome when they would do their Bloody Mary festivals mm-hmm. or their Firkin Fest, oh, and yeah. it would always end like early afternoon. Yeah, smartly. And that was always really fascinating to see the people leaving that as it was over. Yeah. Have you noticed the squirrels are getting more? Oh, everyone at my house is talking. Up. Everyone is talking in my house outside my window. The All cardinals the birds, are coming back. Everybody. Like, we're rounding no, a real significant corner. This is where if you are, even if we snap into that cold, I was telling this to Julia when I was co-hosting with her the other day, If even if we snap back into that cold, you park your car on the top of the parking ramp because the February sun is going to take care of you. And it's starting to get brighter. Yeah. I'm waking up earlier. Like, I know daylight savings must be coming because... Because that's is, when they ish. mess with your yeah, calendar. Because I'm waking up at like 6.15 feeling refreshed. It's spring, people. It is spring. It's coming. Um, here's a couple things else that are coming that is exciting. Uh, Veli Deli is expanding. How do you feel? Have you ever been to Veli Deli? No, it's not. You're not a downtown no, eater. It, I, I miss that whole downtown eating scene. So I am glad that they're going to have a brick and mortar that I can get my shizzle on. And but I mean, they the good news is their truck was always at Northeast like farmers markets events. And um, Joyce, who is the owner of it, she's wonderful. They are and in the in the March issue of Minneapolis St. Paul magazine, there is I did put their quesadilla up and my quesadilla roundup. I love it. Like, it's the thing that when I'm feeling really down on like a Friday, like I'm tired, I may have imbibed too much the night before. I need that dragon milk quesadilla like you would not believe. Well, and it's right going to be close to Certix, which yeah. makes me happy because I'm be in, in that neighborhood house. a lot. Yep. Right outside. Um, also, you know, heard that Brasa is going to be opening in South Minneapolis. Yeah, but I'm like, uh, uh, does this mean I'm, I'm just scared that they're going to close the St. Paul location and I'm very unsatisfied if that happens. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. <sighs> Stephanie. I mean, it's the Lunds Byerly's sort of juggernaut thing. I know, they're killing thing. my dream. Um, I know. But you know what? You live, we are right next, we're pretty close to it right now, to Brasa Northeast. I mean, like, yeah. we can pop over and go grab it. I just, I love it down the street. It's so great. It's true. Hey, guess what is also great is at Broken Clock Brewing today, if you want to pop over, they have a give a pint, get a pint thing. So it's a blood drive. And so if you go and you can sign up and if you're good with giving blood, you can go ahead and, you know, sit down and get a blood, dr- a pint drawn of blood or whatever. And then you get a free beer. Where is Broken Clock Brewing? Because I have to admit, I've never even heard of it. Oh, really? Uh-uh. Um, you know what? They are over kind of in their northeast. They're kind of over on California Street. You know, when you do yes, the... Yes, I do know by the Northrop King building over yep, there. Yep, okay, that's exactly. Great. They're over in that area, um, kind of by St. Anthony Parkway. They are kind of in this cute little area. Great. But I mean, I think it's a, you know, it's kind of a fun idea to go that route. Um, but I think that's a great idea. I wish more breweries would do that. That yeah, seems like that I would be an easy thing to it. do. You can't believe I work on Stone Arch Festival. Yeah. You can't believe how many people give blood there. Oh, really? It's like one of their number one places. It's kind of crazy. I can't, like, it seems odd to go to a festival and sit in the chair and give your blood, but yeah. tons of people do it. Wow. Um, speaking of uh, things to pick up on the Sunday, uh, do you know, remember Jeffy Houseman? Did you ever know Jeffy? He was a travail guy, but he has a pork and pickle sandwich pop-up happening on Sunday in the residency space, in the travail residency space in 
uh, Minneapolis. Uptown. Yeah, Lowry mm-hmm. Hill area, right? Yep. So they're doing um, po' boys and sweet and savory waffle sandwiches. If you want to pick that up on a Sunday. I, the waffle thing. I know. I just, you know, a waffle wrapped around anything is pretty darn good. I know. You're going to have to go and get that hash brown waffle. I know. It's, it expires at the end of the month. They're not going to have them next month. So you got to go up there and get it. Okay. I will do that. Um, did you hear about the bad wings pop up? The uh, Ger- Gerard Kloss and from Soul Bowl. They are popping up at Glamdahl Donuts on Thursdays starting the 27th. So this week. And they're doing chicken wings. Like, Different kinds of chicken wings. They're doing like, you know, like dry rubs and all that kind of good stuff. And they've got boneless, they've got whole, they've got fried. It's at Glamdell Donuts in Northeast. I'd like to do a public service announcement for all the restaurateurs listening to this radio show right now. Okay. And it is this. If you have a smoked wing or a grilled wing, you don't have it on your menu if you can't execute it. I have had... That seems like a pretty big Three sloth. episodes this week of smoked or... Grilled wing, and they're hard because you want grilled char marks. But if you don't get those right, you know what happens when they get on my plate? It is a flabby hunk of like just rubbery skin. Oh. And I know they're cooked through, but they're just rubbery and not good. Okay. And a lot of menus have them on it and they're not executing properly. So just don't do it if you can't do it right. I get it's hard. That's my public service announcement. If I have one more flabby wing, I'm going to have a little tantrum in the restaurant. Okay. Uh, Hazelwood has great grilled wings. By See, the way. and I love a good grilled yeah. wing. So yeah. I always order them. And then yep. I'm like, and, or you'll get eight wings and two will be done well. Two will be passable. And then four will be just flabby on hidden underneath mess. And you know what your service to the community should be to send them back. Yes. Because as of now, and they may not be listening, they don't know that it's them you're talking about. You're right. So if you want to fix the community, I gotta get brave. You gotta you gotta be a part of I it. I gotta man, man up man or woman up. up and get these grilled wings on point. Uh happy Mardi Gras this week. Yeah. We'll talk next weekend a little bit about Lent, King about cakes, fish fries, kids, all the things. All the things. We'll Have talk a great about weekend. It. Ciao, ciao everyone.